Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dr. Rob Silverman, a functional medicine doctor, Amazon bestselling author, international speaker, and a practitioner who specializes in functional medicine, healing, nutrition, and low-level laser therapy. Rob, fantastic. Welcome to the show. I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to share some give and takes with you. I've heard so much about you. Ah, well, we get to dig straight in and have some fun along the way. So just to start with, can you expand a little bit more on where are you today with your business and who is it that you'd love to work with? Well, I love to work with people who are very interested in improving their health. Um, I like that, if you will, that CEO mindset, you don't have to be a CEO, but that mindset where they sit, they listen and they implement because one thing with that CEO mindset I've learned is that when you offer them a good solution, they implement, you're going to have some success where I'm Mm -hmm. in my business right now. I've got about 24 years of clinical practice. I public speak nationally and internationally. Um, I guess you could say I'm a little bit of a voice of reason in healthcare, and I like to dispel the myths. My goal is to make my Jewish mother proud, and my goal for that is to make an indelible mark on people's health lives. Health, yes, to make an impact, to actually have that, I guess, direct impact and also indirect impact, the people that you help and how that helps them with their business, with their families. It's kind of beautiful. So you, you mentioned myths. All right, cool. Let's, let's dig into that. Okay, can you? What are the myths that you hear time and time again with your your clients when they come to you that you want to you want to get rid of, but they're still rife? You know, the couple of myths is that cholesterol is a bad thing. It isn't. Cholesterol is a marker, but it is not a bad thing. It's the size of the cholesterol. It's the type of cholesterol. So, for instance, if you were to take a cholesterol marker. LP little a would be a genetic marker for a heart attack. Um, If you were to take a cholesterol marker, the prodigal size. But interestingly enough, the real myth behind it is that people think if they eat cholesterol, they'll raise cholesterol. You can only raise it 15%. The other 85% comes from consumption of sugar. Where I am in America, the average American consumes 160 pounds of sugar per year. Sugar is deleterious to overall effect. It makes triglycerides. It makes ultimately LDL, which is bad cholesterol. So that's myth one. Myth two, fruits are healthy. Fruits are really not healthy because they have fructose. Fructose turns on the fat switch. 
Should I say that again? Fructose turns on the fat switch. Doesn't mean don't eat fruits. It means don't eat more than one fruit at a time. And interestingly enough, the data reveals that if you're going to eat a fruit, eat it as the last portion of a meal. So if you want to decrease your blood glucose surge, I would suggest to eat fiber and vegetables first, fat and protein second, and then carbohydrates. Another myth, sit-ups are good for abdomens. Sit-ups are good for injuring your lower back. I'm a chiropractor. I made a lot of business from people doing sit-ups. Four, believe it or not, most people say intermittent fasting is good. Yes, but not one meal a day. I still want you to eat three meals a day. And five, cardio before weights. No, no. Muscle mass is the longevity organ. The first thing you want to do when you get to the gym is some form of weight resistance. Now, you just dropped like there's we could have like 12 episodes based on just those myths. There is so much in there. I like to distill this to it's it's not it's not what it's how it's there is there is the the details in this with you know, cholesterol isn't bad. Typically fruits aren't completely healthy there's a way of doing it so there's i think with with business with life we know all these things but it's so damn confusing because we're told one thing we think another thing and whether it's, it's the it's the details it's just the right way of doing it stress stress is super good for you stress on your muscles is how you build muscles stress in business is good too much what we've normalized right now as a society as entrepreneurs that stress level is bad so stress is 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 not necessarily bad. The amount, the wrong kind is. This is where we get to find out what's what's right for us. So I love the way these there's a thread to every single one of those myths. Yeah, in indeed. And it's interesting you say stress, something called hormesis. It's a light stress to the body. That's why it's so popular now to do saunas. In mm -hmm. cold showers, not necessarily ice baths, because you really only want to go into a temperature if you're going to go cold from 50 to 59 degrees. That hormesis, those stresses to the body, allows our body's natural health response to come out. So that's why I do recommend a sauna for 20 minutes and a little cold shower afterwards, so to speak. We are made to be stressed. If we're not challenged, we're complacent, we're compliant. So that okay. was a great point that you made. But the type of stress that you're talking about that's deleterious, the one that I wake up and I lose my hair and it goes gray, is the entrepreneur stress. However, I know working with you and talking with you, you're going to help get rid of those ills. And find the way to suit you. I mean, with this, everyone's looking for the right hacks. In this day and age, it's speed, speed, speed. I want it this and I want it now. And I want this hack. Whereas as we... <laughs> crumbs as we built on forget yourself it was how do we how do we fine tune ourselves mentally emotionally physically because these hacks you just given a number of them doing weights before cardio it primes the body it builds that fat burning into it it puts on on overdrive if you will now it's these that is a hack but we have all these these kind of hacks inside our body if damn it, if we just knew how to use our minds to reduce our stress levels, to manage our cortisol, to change the brainwaves that we have, how to control our nervous system. If you could only do those two things, life, business, relationships, finances, 
everything would be so, so much better. And these are things that we're in control over. However, not many people know how to do it because we're never taught this. They, they never taught me that in chiropractic school, nutrition school, any school. They just told me facts. And facts inform, stories sell, comfort retains patients for a duration of time. And that's why there's so many apps like a meditation app, a calm app and stuff like that. And for me as a New York guy, who's a type AAA personality who can talk rapid, loquacious would be the word to describe me, really needs to learn how to calm down and harness all the energy, the passion. Mm. So people think if I move my hands a lot, that I'm angry, I'm not, I'm passionate. Mm -hmm. It means something to me. And my goal in life is to have every patient that I meet and everybody that I meet care more about health and care more about their health than I do. That is going to be my perfect transcendent day. Mm. Okay. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you connect with your, with your audience and your clients to be able to help them to to care more than you do because you have all the knowledge you know the reasons why and why not we have our our goals and what we're feeling in the moment so how do you sort of take that and paint that picture build up what they need to do help them understand the reason why to build that consistency momentum whatever you want to call it as my wife says there's light at the end of the tunnel so we've always got to show them no matter where they are if they take it by a day by day process, each day will be better than the day before and they can hmm. achieve that health goal. So that's one, make sure there's a positive goal setting. You know, if you tell somebody, oh my God, look what you've done, look where you are. It's going to take four years to get you to the weight that you want. I don't think that's positive reinforcement. That's not detailing a plan. That, so that's really number one, say you're here, hmm. we can get you here. And then you, you have to elucidate in a very clear fashion how to get there. But you know what? You got to show them that you care. You know, it's like a New York City cab. You're not there by yourself. There's no automatic car. You've got to get in and give them the ride and they'll be happy when they get out of the cab. So you have to mm -hmm. show them that you care. You have to show them that you're experienced. You have to show them a plan and you have to tell them that you've done this plan before, but you're there with them. So for instance, today I had a patient and we found out that he had food sensitivity to coffee. I mean, my God, and I'm taking the coffee away from an American kills my heart. No tango corazon without cafe. So with that being said, I said to him, I know what it feels like. I had to take it out myself. It was horrible. But you know what? The amazing thing was in day 91, when I could add it back, it was rejoice. I had my health and I could enjoy it more. And you know what? Here are the steps. So once you get there, it never has to be taken out of your diet again. And he was happy because he mm. knew that the movie was going to end at some point. Nice. And your confidence, the confidence, the assuredness that you have with this, this is, it's, it's what everyone's looking for. It's so enticing and it helps hearing this from your trusted doctor, coach, whatever. It's the thing that we need because we can't see it ourselves. I mean, let's 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 go into the subject of belief because we're, we're sort of teaching on the edge of that. Let's let's dive down that rabbit hole because the belief that change is possible, the belief that we can get through this challenge together. 
what do you find stops a lot of people from from having that belief to see it through or even start that journey with you? What would that be? Well, two things. Most people ask, who do I trust and what what's right? But when you're talking about themselves, I think we talked about it a little bit before, a lot of people put a boulder in front of their path to success. And mm. I like to say, you know, life's a track meet, a sprint meet, and they're putting a hurdle and it slows you down. And I think a lot of that is self-doubt. I also think a lot of it is they care what somebody else rates them. I mean, we're on social media. We had a, you know, shave, if you will, comb hair, you know, clean our glasses, do the things that we had to do. So we're more appealing. But I think it's the self-doubt and the uncertainty on who really knows and who really cares. I think the biggest problem in I'm speaking strictly from healthcare is they just don't think the practitioners care. They don't take the time to sit down. They look at them just like a number as opposed to a person, a being, and a condition, and a situation, mm. a spirit. Mm. Oh, the, the fear there of not being seen, not being not being heard. If this is it's maybe something that we we all put in our way. I mean, crumbs, as, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, we as, as humans, we can self-sabotage all the time. We get in our own way and we're sneaky. We're super clever. We can find the things that we need to stop us from doing the, the thing that really scares us. So those hurdles you talk about, we often put in our own hurdles in our own way, which means, ah, oh, see, now I don't have to do that. Now I don't have to you know, make that offer, tweak that business, hire that person, whatever it might be. So let's... Let's make this real because we can talk all day long about other people and patients, but I want to hear from you about, you know, as, as you've built your, cause you're a businessman, you've built your business. You've done so much. So through your, your transition as a business owner, what, what is something that maybe you, you never saw coming? What are the challenges that you never, you didn't realize were going to come? or that kind of almost stopped you in your tracks, whether it's at the start, whether it's during, what, what were they? You know, it's interesting. You just said it. I thought I was going to put a shingle out and I wasn't a naive and nice sent to the world. I was a little older when I became a doctor. Here's my shingle. Here am I. Let me help you. And everything was going to be copacetic. Then there's leases, there's electric, there's COVID, there's changes in the perception in America, uh, perception in the world. And it really became that even though you're a doctor, you never look at a patient as a part of your business, but you had to run a business. So then you had to try and acquire, procure a business acumen. Mm. And, you know, it's scary because, you know, failure means not just failure for yourself, but failure for the patients around you. So if I'm not doing financially well in business, I can't get the modalities. I can't get the information. I can't buy the articles. I can't do my job. And that means I failed at my life's goal. And that really elevates the fear. And it can create a little self-doubt because you start questioning yourself. You start saying, did I do the right thing? And yeah. I'm sure you'll agree with me. There's no perfect answer. Good answer to... Perfect to answer to... There's no perfect answer in business. It's just the best answer that you can do at the time. Yeah. Oh, that that's oh, that's a great answer. It's a great statement. Okay, that's let's follow that one because okay, there's there's no one way to do it. I mean, when we talk about strategies or technologies, everything works. 
everything works just what's right for you we said about this with the with fruit and stress everything's good or bad it's how you use it so what what was it that is maybe the thing that brings the most self-doubt to you what triggers that to to come on Oh, technology, my God. I mean, how do I compete with the 21-year-old who grew up on using the phone? I mean, I've got the phone right here. I think I'm pretty savvy. I mean, I even know how to download a Zoom. I even know how to press my own podcast. But editing, AI, the algorithm, you know, the, the El Diablo, the algorithm, my goodness. I mean, like, how do you do that? I mean, I can figure out a pathway. I can memorize anything from a chart. Yeah. But to actually try and figure out that something that's moving along, that's fluid, that's brand new with every demographic in the world, that, you know, if that doesn't scare the bejeevers out of me, I'm sure it scares the bejeevers out of a few other people as well. Okay, let's 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 try and flip that perspective because you're over here saying, yeah, how, how do I compete with with the youth coming through? It's, it's in their DNA. They're used to this. Right. Whilst... On the flip side, they're looking at you thinking, how the hell can I compete with Dr. Rob? Look at his experience. Look at what he's done. Look at the prestige. Everyone's looking at each other saying, how can I compete with that person? Isn't that crazy? I, I agree with you. I mean, that's I've had young doctors say that exact thing. And that shows us that we're all in it together. And that's why a round circle, you know, the Knights of the Round Circle had it. And because they had everybody from different uh, genres and areas to speak, and that's how you get it. But you can't do mm. it just on your own. Everybody needs a coach. I even think coaches mm. need coaches. Um, I know uh, we have a we have presidents, and presidents need clergy, if you will, some place to get some insight to. Mm. So I I don't have a good answer on what to do. I was hoping you were going to fill in the blanks on that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half an hour with me and I'll give you everything. The strategies, the technologies, the mindset, you can have it all. Right, That's not how it works, right? No I discount. I, I, of course, anything for you. But yeah. the point is, we. this is a changing landscape. It's always going to be. And you've changed. You've evolved as a human during your 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 career, during your 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 role as a as a business owner. So you've changed different identities. You spoke earlier about the, it's the CEO mindsets that you like talking to. That's your crowd. They're a different level. Those that are, that are stuck in, you know, just being a, a solopreneur, a little bit of people pleasing, under, under charging, over delivering, perfectionism, all these solopreneur traits before you hit that CEO status. And some of these traits can, can sneak up and always be with us. So let's let's play from from your perspective. What what do you think are the traits that maybe have stayed with you that's like damn it if I could just remove these that next level identity I can come into that. What are those that are still sort of clinging on for you? Oh, you mean the negative clingers that I can't get rid of those? Oh, I I would definitely say the negative clinger of always wondering if I if I'm ready. I know that's funny, 12 degrees, 24 years experience, two books, blah, 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 blah. But am I ready? Am I good enough? Should I go practice some more before I get out there? You know, um, and I don't have yeah. stage fright when I'm there. That's number one. Number two, did I make the right decision? I mean, mm. did I make the right decision for my patient? Did I make the right decision for my friends and my family, et cetera? Because I treat a lot of friends and family 
and neighbors and things like that. Um, uh, and I think the biggest one is, am I ready? And okay. I heard one of our former presidents say he found out two things in life. He was never ready to be a father and he's never ready to be president, but he had to do both. So that was a little bit more <laughs> reassuring. Yeah, I, I I love affirmations or statements like that, which sort of give you that bit of, of oomph, that bit of energy. However, just, just one mental statement isn't enough. I mean, we can say that all day long, but it's like, damn it, I still don't feel it. This is why working with the entirety, yeah, mental, emotional, physical, put all these things together, double tag it in your in your brain. So that one statement becomes visceral. Now it's double tagged. Now it's going to be come back. Now you start to reprogram yourself. So just a statement on its own. That's why affirmations, writing I am enough on the mirror, it has a place. On its own, it's flawed. Again, this is the fruit. This is the whole conversation. It's how you use these things. And we will, maybe it's tough. Maybe we, we can never get enough information because there's so much out there. So we were chatting away offline and Unforget Yourself is all about, we can tell you what to do. Who cares? What do you want? What are you trying to achieve? What, where are you going? And then together, how do we get these barriers out of your way? Mental, emotional, physical, environmental. So I love hearing those from, from yourself. Am I ready? Am I good enough? Did I make the right decision? Because we're all going through this. We all say these at different levels. So these voices for you, how do they hold you back? How do they, how do they hinder your business in, in, in a small way or maybe a big way? Well, they create the self-doubt. They may cause the pause. You know, there's nothing wrong with being measured, especially as a doctor, especially the kind of doctor I am where it's not a life and death immediate decision hmm. where you have to make a decision in 30 seconds or somebody may expire. However, it does hold you back and you it's not as easy to turn the page into the new chapter if you're thinking about the back door. Mm. So my goal is to improve my profile, to improve my reach so I can prove the impact so those who hear me can benefit from it. Mm. So what do you need to do to make that a reality? Well, I think I always need to get better at um, explicating information. I need to figure out the algorithm. Um, I, I need to just keep hitting the stage. I need to go from an Amazon bestseller to a New York uh, Times bestseller, if you will. So again, it's that idea of profile, that idea of reach um, to make that impact. Those are the things that I need to do. But again, it comes back to you know, mm. making yourself more comfortable in, in the moment. And I think the biggest thing is that technology tag. What do you mean? The technology tag? The technology, exactly what we're doing. The podcasts, the Instagram, the Facebooks, the TikToks, uh -huh. whatever it is. Remember, you know, you're talking from 20 year olds to 70 year olds. Instagram's different than Facebook. TikTok's different than the other two. LinkedIn's vastly different than all those other three. Do I have to make mm. four videos a day or can I do one video for all of them? And if I make the video... What should the video be? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. This is so interesting. This is so much fun because there are there are, there are two core areas that keeps people stuck: it's the decision making 
or it's the action taking. So with this, the, the technology, the, the visibility, the authority. I like that word. Where is it? Is it the decision making that's holding you back or is it the action taking? Which one are you not doing or doing in the wrong way? That's a question. I, I would always like to think the action I'm taking is always um, right for the patient. But for talking about myself in the business, um, it's very funny. I had a conversation with a patient today, a friend of mine. He's my age. He's known me for 35 years. And he said, you know, do you feel if you made a couple of different decisions, you would have had the reach that you so desired? And I looked at him and I said, 1,000 flipping percent. Absolutely. So it's a little bit of both. It may have been not the best decision, you know, sometimes sitting out. And it also may have been not the right time to take the action or not taking action at the right time. Because mm. there's this idea of window of opportunity. You know, um, you want to go in the window of opportunity. So when Facebook was a little early, I was doing a lot of videos and I blew up. And then I said, ah, you know, I don't want to be a social media. And it just leveled off and everybody went like this. He asked me the question today. It was interesting. Metaphorically speaking, he said, did you buy Yahoo stock? No. Did you buy Tesla stock? No. So uh, you missed that window of opportunity of that profit margin. Mm. But uh, this is this is the world of the entrepreneur because I should have done this if only that. You know what? We had done enough crystal balls. No one fucking knows. Mm. So all this stuff, you, yeah, if you made a couple of different decisions, would this have been different? Yes. But you didn't know at that time. You did the best you could of what you had. Or you were hindered by the doubts, the fears, the overwhelm at that time. So it's all good and well saying that we could have done this or made that decision or, or bought that stock. It's a great analogy. But that's not a reality. So holding space for again. Where are you going? Looking at the data. What's going to help you get to that milestone? And it sounds like you have a number of different milestones with your practice, with your patients, with your book with the offerings that you have. There is a plethora there. And of course, you have a, there's a gazillion different social media platforms, podcasts that you can you can go on. It's overwhelming. Which one should I have done? Who knows? But the one thing you can do, just like with your body, like I, I want to sort of tie this in for business for you and also the work that you do. You listen to the human body. You listen to the data. You know what works. You understand it. We listen to our body. We listen to the data. With a business, it's the same thing. What's the data telling you? It might be time to pack up some social channels. It might be that time editing this is best spent over here because that's working better. It's going to help me achieve my goal quicker. And you get to find the right way for you. So from that perspective, what do you think you could... I'm not saying you do, but what could you sort of remove? And what area do you think, if you double down on, could actually get you quicker to your goals or your milestones. I think the doubling down, you know, um, practice is good. And um, I don't know that I could stretch myself to care anymore. I mean, I, I care when a patient comes in, I'm exuberant. You know, no one's walked out and said he didn't care. They could have said a lot of things 
But the one thing they say, I always said when I go meet the maker, he's going to say one, two things. The guy wasn't a fraud and he 100% tried hard and he cared. Um, I think, again, it's the captivation of this genre. It's if mm. I could double down on how to figure this out so people can hear the message, feel the message, and feel comfortable in implementing the message, mm. today would be a good day. Then, this kind of downloaded to me in a minute, but you have your own algorithm. There's one element you can leverage, care. Forget the algorithm you want to play with. That's out of your control. It's going to change. But it sounds like at the very core is no one can say, I don't care. Okay, If I'm not seeing that on your socials, on your podcast, if I can't feel that when I'm looking at you and listening to you, that's where it's fundamentally letting you down. And guess what? That is the one thing inside of your control. Unforget yourself. Remember that you are the most important asset in your business bar none. Absolutely. So is it a technology challenge? Hell no. It is a personal challenge. And it's how we use that. There, we just leveled the playing field. You take that to the bank or take that back and shoot it. Your call. But isn't it interesting when you can start to shift these perspectives, what, what might happen, what the possibilities are? No, I'm going to take that one to the bank because I do care. And I think that's what people are looking for. They're looking for somebody to lead them that does care about their goals, not so they can be coerced into my goal. So yeah. again, my goal is I care. I want everybody to lead the most optimized, healthy life with longevity being the incisive conversation of 2023 and beyond in both our continents across the pond. You have to explain to them how people can get health span with vitality to increase good quality lifespan. Good quality lifespan. Good quality life, a good quality business and enjoying it along the way. So Dr. Rob, thank you so, so much for being here, for, for riffing and, and playing around with your journey and, and sharing how you help people. It's been fascinating. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for your time. And uh, just so everybody knows, remember, as Jim Rohn once said, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Oh, perfect. And look, if people want to find out more about, more about you and the amazing work that you do, where can they find you? Real simple. Everything, website, through all my social media handles, drrobertsilverman.com. Perfect. Well, thanks again. This has been, it's been so much fun. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.